0: Welcome to the Free Lawyer Podcast. I'm your host, Gary Miles. The Free Lawyer Podcast is designed for the lawyer, entrepreneur, or professional who is in some way unfulfilled, stressed, or stuck, and is looking for something better. We will discuss various blocks that limit us from achieving the personal freedom that we all desire, but have not yet fully experienced. And we will give actionable steps to free yourself from them. Are you looking to achieve a new level of success? If so, this podcast is for you. Hey everybody, welcome to the next episode of The Free Lawyer. I'm really thrilled to have just a special guest today. Jamie Sternberg is not only a really high profile um, trademark attorney in Connecticut, But she's also very, very active on LinkedIn and has so many amazingly positive things to share with we lawyers to help us be more successful. So I'm glad to have Jamie with us today. Jamie, how are you doing?
1: I'm great. Thanks you so much for having me, Gary. I'm always happy to talk to you and, um, you know, talk about my career and,
0: you know, my path. So thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, that sort of sets me up to ask you, tell me about your path. I know you do trademark work in Connecticut, but tell me briefly, what was your journey to get to where you are today?
1: Sure. Um, I decided that I wanted to go to law school um, back in 2000, like right after Metallica sued Napster for um, copyright infringement for Napster's downloading site. Um, some people who were listening to your podcast may not have been born back then, but um and I had uh, also had an internship at Monster.com at the time during my senior year of college. And I really enjoyed shadowing um or when I was shadowing someone at the company and they were talking to their in-house legal counsel um about an I, an intellectual property um, misappropriation issue. I realized well, you were like I was interested, really
0: interested in you were interested in intellectual property before you started law school. Yeah, I knew I wanted
1: to go to law school and study trademark and copyright law. But I, you know, initially resisted going to law school because my brother and sister went and I wanted to do something different. So I thought I was going to start my career in the advertising and marketing fields like my dad did. Um, But instead, I combined law with, you know, branding and things like that. So. It was that's a great. really good it's combination.
0: Funny. My journey is the opposite. I went to law school, I think expressly, because my brother went there and I followed in his footsteps and I had no idea what I wanted to do when I went to law school. So I think yeah. you're one of the very few people who actually went into law school with a plan of exactly what you wanted to do. And then that's how it worked out. That's what you're doing. I think that's great.
1: I'm totally, I realized how totally blessed I am that that happened. And I think it. I ended up in a career um, doing trademark and copyright law because I was, I did have that focus going into law school. And I know it's not possible for everyone to have that focus. And some people go to law school knowing they want to be a lawyer, but they're not exactly sure what they want to do. Right. So I think that made the process easier for me, but I didn't start out as a trademark and copyright lawyer. Actually, I got two job offers.
0: Tell us about your journey when you got out of law school.
1: I got two job offers um, to work at like a general practice firm in New Hampshire and then like a sort of a more business focused firm. And I, I went with the general practice firm. So I was doing the trademark and copyright stuff that came in and some of it did come in, but it was mainly just me doing it, right? With a partner supervising me, but he knew about as much about it as I did at the time. Um, But that law firm gave me like a very solid base as well as like court experience in many areas of the law, which I was really fortunate to have at the beginning of my career. And then I got recruited to a job in Vermont at the biggest um, general practice uh, firm in Vermont. So there's my cat. (laughs) We're on video. (laughs) Um, And... And so I was able to go to the trademark copyright department in at that firm. So um, I was able to specialize starting in uh, like 2007. And did you you enjoy that
0: practice area as much as you anticipated when you started in law school?
1: Yes. And I still do.
0: Good. That is fantastic. Yes. So where are you now, Jamie?
1: Uh, So I moved back to my home state in 2010 um, and worked for a law firm for eight years here in Hartford, um, commuting back and forth. Um, And then I am now at Saunders and Silverstein, which is based in Massachusetts. And I started working remotely for this law firm in the summer of 2019 before it was cool to be working remotely. So I was already all set up on the pandemic started so nothing really changed for me in terms of you know my daily work work life
0: well that's fantastic it it, it is unique to been working virtually before COVID and now it's almost expected it really it's one of those few things that has really really dramatically changed because of COVID otherwise ways we've gotten back to pre pre-COVID normality, but but not there. That's really become a different way of practicing law and doing other things. So it's wonderful okay. you can practice law with a Massachusetts firm working out of your home in Connecticut. So tell us what problems do you solve now for your clients? What do you do for them?
1: So our firm is only handles trademark and copyright matters. Um that's it. No patents even um and we help clients to make sure their trademarks are available to be used and registered by doing trademark searches in the U.S. and all over the world. Um, We can work with clients all over the country, um, mainly trademark and copyright law is federal, federally based. And um, we help clients register trademarks with the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office as well and the U.S. Copyright Office. And we help doing any other kind of enforcement or transactional work having to do with brands, copyrighted material. Um, We do domain name enforcement, enforcement on the internet, global enforcement and strategy for um, protecting and defending trademarks. We work with law firms all over the world to help our clients register their trademarks and defend their rights. Mm -hmm. And we um, and they in turn work with us to help their clients with the same issues in the US.
0: Gotcha. And, and tell, for those who aren't really that familiar with IP, explain to the audience why that work is important, important to your clients.
1: Sure. I mean, we're protecting their most important assets, right? Um, a business is out there promoting themselves and, and selling their goods and services using brand names. That's how they, you know, that's how consumers recognize them. That's how they build goodwill and brand recognition. And so those intellectual property, property assets their brand assets, trademarks, etc., cetera, and any sort of copyrighted material that they have, works of authorship, um, Or, like, you know, software code, things like that. It's important to protect these assets because they're the foundation of a business. And so, the investment to register these items is crucial for a business, as crucial as, you know, registering an LLC entity name, for example. Um, If you're looking to sell your business in the future or to license your intellectual property, the people who are going to buy your business or, or, you know, get the license are going to want to make sure that you have those assets registered.
0: Gotcha. Um, You know, one of the things I've learned about you from our conversations is you have focused on and done a really good job of building up a professional network. And I know some lawyers don't know what that means or they're troubled by the concept. They think it might be artificial to go out and shake hands and meet people. Uh, Tell me why for you it's important to build a professional network. It's crucial
1: to build a professional network, right? Internally, you want to build a network within the law firm or company that you're working for, right? You want to build those relationships so people are familiar with you, what with what you do. They'll come to you when they have an issue related to your practice area. So you'll be able to get you know, internal work for example, at a law firm from other attorneys. When you're at a business, the business people feel more comfortable coming to you as in-house counsel. So building that network internally is, you know, really the first step.
0: Before we go beyond internally, tell me for a lawyer who might be listening, who might be a, an associate in, in a sizable law firm, you may say, okay, it's important. How do I how do I build that network? How do I build those relationships with other members of the firm?
1: Mm Hmm. Um, You know, just maybe asking them for a one-on-one. You know, can I have five to fifteen minutes of your time just to find out what you do, and you know, we can get to know each other. Go to law firm planned events that they may have, so you can meet other attorneys. And this is really, obviously, especially important in the virtual world that we all seem to be operating in now. Um, so maybe it's a zoom call. It's really important to have those zoom calls when, you know, we're all working virtually. Um, and so just put that time on a calendar to, to meet the other attorneys you're working with going by their office. If you're both in the office, um, you know, if you're, you know, working even just working with them on a case, getting to know them through that and maintaining the relationship those are some ideas. And then in terms of, you know, working in-house, I assume it's going to be the same kind of things, right? The same kind of strategies and just getting involved where you can in order to meet like people outside of your, the four wall. I always talk about getting out of the four walls of your office, getting out from behind your desk and kind of meeting people, making the effort to meet people, whether it's in person or, you know, scheduling a Zoom chat.
0: So that's that's why it's important to set up those internal relationships in our firm and how to do it. What about externally with lawyers outside the firm or professional contacts, potential clients?
1: Yeah. and the other one more thing about uh, uh, networking internally is having a mentor. It's really important to uh, to learn from someone who's, you know more experienced than you. Um, And so being able to make those connections could help you find the person who could be a good mentor to you in terms of like your practice area and your career path at the company or the law firm, right? Um, And in terms of building your network. That
0: that mentor, and that's a really important point, that Mm -hmm. mentor, would that be someone inside the firm? And would that be someone selected by the firm? Or is that something that happens kind of informally?
1: In the past, I've had mentors assigned to me or matched to me, I guess, by the the law firm. And at other times, you know, if your firm or company is not offering that, I I would certainly affirmatively go out and try to find someone. And if you're working by yourself, say you're a sole practitioner, I would try to find someone in your industry who may be willing to be a mentor. For you, or at least someone who's a colleague, maybe like a couple of years older than you, who you can call to ask questions if you need need that um, that resource if you're on your own.
0: You know that that mentorship is so important. I've often told a story about 15 years ago. I re- reinvented myself in an entirely different practice area of law when I started family law, and and there was a very seasoned family lawyer in my county who was a friend of my brother's and somewhat of me. And he became my unpaid, um, gracious mentor and taught me and showed me everything until I I would call him every day with questions. And now I never have to call him again. We just support each other and help each other. But it's an amazing service. And I hope to think it was good for him like it was for me. But that kind of mentorship is really important. And I know Mm -hmm. I found in talking to a lot of young lawyers that They feel like there's no one they feel safe in talking to at their firm because they don't want to be vulnerable and to have a problem with this partner or I feel overwhelmed because all those things could sort of backfire shared internally. So sometimes having a good person to talk to outside the firm can be a real advantage as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, maybe you can rely on um, people you went to law school with or a former professor Or, you know, someone who's just in your practice area at another firm who may be a little bit more experienced than you, who you have a relationship with, maybe through your networking activities or through an industry association. Like for me, um, I could think of plenty of people through the International uh, Trademark Association who would probably be happy to be a mentor for me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. And what about external to the firm?
1: Well, external to the firm, I think it's important, obviously, to broaden, you know, outside of the firm and building your network helps in so many ways, Um, obviously, to develop business because you're going to get referrals um, and to be able to get to know people in your industry and outside of your industry. So if you're ever looking to move from the law firm you're at or the company you're at, um, it, it makes it that much easier and faster to maybe find a new position. Um, maybe with less effort because you may already have a relationship with these people, so they already know you. Maybe they'll reach out to you if there's a job opening. If they have a conflict of interest, you know they'll they know who to reach out to. If um, you know they they have someone who needs a mentor, for example. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for all those reasons, it's really important to build a network outside think- of the firm.
0: You've been practicing 20 years or so. How did you set to developing the the network that you have outside your firm?
1: Yeah, I started about um, in hmm, 2010 or something, really thinking about this stuff, but really it was limited to the International Trademark Association and my activities with that organization, which includes trademark attorneys in the US and all over the world. So going to conferences consistently every year, two or three um, one or two a year, um, joining a committee within the association, which is a great place to, I mean yes, you're you're working with competitors in the US, but being able to like add them to your network. I have some of those people have become really good friends of mine. We bounce ideas off each other. Um, you know, when that, when people are looking for jobs and they have questions. Um, so that's been a great resource. And obviously in terms of like keeping in touch with the foreign law firms that I work with, it's a great way. And And we develop business from those law firms through this organization. So that was really my first step. And then when I joined this firm in 2019 is really when I really started focusing on building my network and business development. And that was just a lot of trial and error at the outset, you know, starting with going to chamber meet, local chamber meetings, um, yeah, chambers of commerce, reaching back out to people I already knew through the International Trademark Association. And then through the chambers of commerce, figuring out what other networking organizations might be beneficial to me. And then in the beginning of 2020, um, I engaged my first business development coach who really I didn't even know those existed until the end of 2019, and she really helped introduce me to individuals in the community who I, you know, when I was in working in Hartford for eight years, I wasn't getting out from my office that much and meeting people in the community. My practice, as you and I were talking before this call, is 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 federal. I'm not really getting out into the community, meeting local attorneys um, or business business owners. Um, I was just mainly doing the work that other law firm partners were giving me um, and working on established law firm clients. So I didn't really have to do that. And so she really helped me refine, you know, my strategy in terms of like starting to build a brand in in the local area and start building a network.
0: You know, I think that was really a good decision by you t- to use a business development coach because we go through law school and we learn how to read and study and write. And then the first couple of years of practice, we learn how to be a lawyer, but nowhere do they really teach us right. how to develop our business. And, and having someone who that's her field, who can really give you some helpful guidance and some support and some encouragement really is, is ben- a beneficial. You mentioned your, your brand. Um, what does it mean for a lawyer to have a brand and and why do we need to be, why do we need to create a brand that is special to us?
1: I think that, you know, if you don't have a brand, I, I mean, a brand is, is your, you know, it's your calling card, right? It's how, it's how people remember you and working for a law firm, you know, as a lawyer, I think, personally is important. It's it's important for me to collaborate with other attorneys and to have that support. Um, so you have the brand of the law firm, but in some cases, clients choose an attorney rather than a law firm, right? Um, and generally it's based on that personal relationship that I, they have with you or that they feel like they have with you because they feel like they know you from you know, content you're creating for example, or, you know, because people know you in the community and you're getting referred by them. So there's good word of mouth, you have goodwill through, you know, word of mouth activities and things like that. Um, So I think that as early as possible, if an an attorney can start building their own brand and their own sort of identity, it's really their own identity. I, I think that's what it comes down to. Um, as an attorney in the, in a practice area.
0: And, and you know the firm itself has its own brand and, and we can benefit from that when we're in the firm, but when we leave, we don't take that with us. So being known law is such a personal service, people come to mm-hmm. see you right. often because of who you are and what they know about you. So how does a younger attorney start building their brand? How do they best do that?
1: I think that Younger attorneys, no matter what the size of the firm you're at, are going to be really head down, focusing on doing good work for the attorneys that they're working with, right? But there are small things you can be doing when you have five minutes of off time, like when you're sitting in front of the TV or something, you know, you can, you can be out there, maybe start posting on LinkedIn, even if it's just a few sentences to make yourself visible starting out early, just so people like start realizing that you exist as an attorney and you're out there and you start building a name for yourself in your practice area. I mean, that cannot hurt, right? You know, none of that can, can hurt you can only really help you. And as you do it more and more and more, you're going to want to do bigger things. And I think it's gonna, it's going to motivate Younger attorneys to get out there to write articles, um, get involved in their industry associations, um, feel more comfortable, maybe getting, you know, maybe try to get a speaking opportunity here and there. Or, you know, if you start getting yourself visible, you'll be asked for those opportunities. So maybe like set a goal to spend, even if it's like five minutes a week, get out there and do something to start building your identity as an attorney in the field. Um, it's better than, you know, for example, what I did is pretty much wait 14 years to start doing
0: that. Well, we all learn from those experiences, don't we? And and those were some great suggestions you had active on LinkedIn. I know you're very active on LinkedIn, active in your trade association or local bar association, or, um, maybe local chambers of commerce or better business bureau activities, things such as that can be really um, helpful. And I know you've talked about business development and and I've learned business development is really important because having that book of business gives us some authority or leverage in our firm, but also gives us freedom if we choose to leave and work somewhere else.
1: Mm -hmm. What do you think are the
0: most important ways for a younger attorney to build his or her own book of business.
1: Start can you ask the first I missed the first
0: part. Yeah, what are the best ways that we can engage in business development? How can we best grow our practice and build our personal book of business?
1: Um well, you know, some of the things that I just mentioned um but the bottom line is really thinking about like what your goal is, like who your i who your, what your goals are, right? Well, how much business do you want to build or do you need to build? Who's your ideal client? Um, you know, do you need to start working to develop business? Maybe like it's not your ideal client, but it's going to like lead you down that path to get there. Um, what kind of things do you need to be doing to attract those those clients um, so that you're making the most, your time your time is most efficient, you know, you're using it the most efficiently. And, um, and so sort of making sure you look at those things first, and, and of course, being authentic is really the number one to me. So what can what kind of business development activities can you do to reach those goals that feel most authentic to you? And, you know, obviously, some of them for attorneys, it could be You know, if you're, if you, if you're a golfer, you don't have to be a golfer, but if you're a golfer, maybe doing that, maybe becoming a board member in your chamber of commerce or another organization that you feel strongly about, maybe joining a, you know, women's organization for all kinds of business owners or for attorneys who are just you know, you just want to join an organization with attorneys in your field or in many fields. So you can get referrals from those people. You know, I've done all of these things, for example, as well as, you know, creating content on social media, writing articles, um, trying to get speaking opportunities going to, and going to, you know, conferences within your industry.
0: Well, that's great. These are great suggestions. Excuse me. I know you've progressed really well in your career and there. are a lot of lawyers, 10, 12 years junior to you that are wondering, what are the keys for me to progress and transition in my career to get to where I want to? Do you have any suggestions for them?
1: I think, again, going through that analysis that I just talked about is like, not waiting, go through that analysis sooner rather than later. And also as part of the goals that you're thinking about what is your goal is your goal to develop business for the law firm that you're at or is your goal to leave this law firm at some point and do something else or go in house so what how can you set yourself up now to like get where you want to be maybe you know I'm not saying to look like you know where do you see yourself in five years but at least like you know doing it step by step where do I want to be next year or where where do I what is my ultimate goal for, you know, where do I see myself ultimately, right? How do I want to end my career? How do, what, do, what steps do I think I need to take or do I want to take? If I don't take this step, I'll regret it. For example, like if I don't ever go in house or I don't ever work for a nonprofit, like how can you set yourself up to get to those spots? So taking like little bits of action, um, you know, as much as you've have time to do, but to really try to um, intently add those things, you know, to your schedule, but really taking the action. So spending some time thinking about it, but not procrastinating on taking the action, like doing, take one small step to lead you where you think you want to go.
0: I think that a lot of lawyers today haven't spent time figuring out what they really want to do. They get their job out of law school, they have mm-hmm. uh, student loans to pay back, they're making money, they're working, and they're not really maybe very happy doing what they're doing, but they haven't figured out why, because they've never really thought, what are the most important values to me, whether it's practice area or size of the firm or independence or hours, they haven't really analyzed that. and And we need to kind of figure out where we want to get to. And then, like you say, act with purpose and intention to accomplish that goal. Um, I know you have a lot of relationships with other lawyers. You're in a, a big firm. What do you think are some of the biggest problems or the biggest problem that lawyers face today in their practice?
1: I think that in some firms, they may find it challenging to sort of develop their own brand potentially, um, I think that it really helps when law firms have guidelines regarding what people can and can't do on social media, for example. So I think that's one potential challenge is sort of navigating that, which I think is really important to be respectful of, right? Depending on, you know, what firm you're at, what company you're at. Um, Another challenge is I think some law firms are not as respectful of people's time to rest outside of work um, and to be able to do the things that they feel really passionate about outside of work. They need to be able to recognize that those are the things that actually are gonna make them better lawyers in their profession, happier people. And it may be, a way that they can actually develop business is by by leaning into those passions.
0: It's so true. And it really is hard today, particularly in this more virtual world to set those boundaries between work and home. You know, when I started practicing, we didn't have all this technology. When I left the office, I, I was gone. The only way to work was to go into the office. And yeah. so that boundary was much easier to 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 set. But now when we're going from our bedroom to our office on the first floor, that boundary is much harder. It's so easy to hop on at night and taking breaks and being able to separate the two so we can engage in whatever we're passionate about, whether it's a recreational pursuit or a civic activity, it's really, really important.
1: Right. And, and by being able to explore those passions, you can explore what you feel most comfortable with and what feels most authentic to you in terms of your business development activities um, so that you can grow your network and what and for your content creation, you know, if you're if you're posting on LinkedIn or another social media platform, you have more examples to draw from because you're getting out from the four walls of your office. Yes. It also helps you feel more comfortable when that speaking opportunity comes up, um, you know, and more comfortable when you're at a networking event because it's not the first networking event you've been to in a year. You go to them consistently. So having law firms make sure that they give time to their attorneys, including their less experienced attorneys to do these things and to start doing these things, it's really just going to make things a lot easier for everybody. And it's going to help the firm be stronger in the end.
0: I know you're a big believer in the concept of mentorship, as am I. And and I know I've had occasion to Mentor lawyers who who feel so overwhelmed and stuck. If you were uh, talking with a lawyer who he or she just feels overwhelmed and stressed and not sure why I'm doing this, what advice would you give that younger attorney?
1: I would first think, you know, I would see if they could take some. Can they take a week or two off to kind of just. Decompress and like step back and like have time to like think, right? So, and rest. Can they do that? Okay. Then, like, are you willing if you, if this is what you want to stick with doing, what is it that you think is the issue? Is it that you don't like practicing law or you don't like practicing law in the environment that you're in? And I think if that's the case, then. A lot of times it's very difficult to change the environment you're in, or if you can, it takes a long time. And so I think it helps to start, you know, looking outside of where you are and seeing what other opportunities, opportunities there are, which again goes back to the fact that it's really nice to be able to start developing your network early on so that, and your brand so that it's easier to leave a situation that you may not be So happy in. Um, Another option is to ask, you know, management if you can maybe work less hours. Um, So you do three quarter billable hours, for example, so that you have more time, you know, you have more free time and not as much time working. You can try to set up boundaries, say no more if that's possible. Um, so that you can help manage your stress level.
0: All good advice. It, it is important to know we can say no, but it's often so hard for so many of us, isn't it?
1: Yes. I mean, you know, I, <laughs> we're all, we are all work on that, including me, every day. Yes, we
0: do. Um, Jamie, as you know, I call this podcast The Free Lawyer, and, and I call it that because it's all about how we as attorneys can really find um, and enjoy true personal freedom in our life. What does personal freedom mean to you, Jamie?
1: Yeah. I mean, really having my own sort of identity in my practice area has given me a huge amount of freedom, um, in terms of, you know, you can, it's just that much easier to advocate for yourself within, within your law firm, for example. Um, you know, you, you, you're pretty confident that you're never gonna be slow, right, because you've done enough to get out there and and build your brand. Um, and, you know, being able to to move around the industry more easily if you need to. So I think that is really key to being free. I spent so long, like not understanding this concept and feeling like boxed in. And if you can, again, like get outside the four walls of your office, get outside of your department and kind of like meeting people on your own terms and sort of building your own identity in the social media age, it's so much easier than when, you know, I was starting out in 2005, kind of get out there and do this for yourself. So I'd say definitely. You know building your own identity and brand within your within your industry or practice area is crucial to feeling great. That's
0: why the networking and branding is so important because it really allows us to have freedom and and autonomy and independence as an attorney that that's a great some amazing insights today Jamie thank you so much Jamie for those who'd like to get in touch with you and learn more about what you do um, how can they best find you?
1: Um, they can find me on LinkedIn under Jamie Sternberg. Um, my law firm is Saunders and Silverstein. We're also on LinkedIn and our website is www.sand, so it's andsi So it's, it looks like sansip.com, S-N-S-I-P.com.
0: Well, Jamie, thank you so very much for joining us today. I I loved having you as a guest and I appreciate all you do, not only professionally in the trademark and IP area, but how much you help and support other attorneys.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much, Gary, for having me. It was a pleasure.
0: And thanks to all of you who listened. And as always, please be well, be safe and be free. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of the Free Lawyer Podcast. Wherever you are listening, if you enjoyed what I shared, please leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate hearing more about what you like best and what topics you might like me to cover in future episodes. If you are interested in experiencing a more fulfilling and a more successful life, please contact me at www.garymiles.net where you can schedule a free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you, your challenges, and your dreams. I appreciate each and every one of you and have a great rest of your day. Thanks to all of you for your support.